Welcome to Scooby-Doo Legend of the Podcast. We are officially on book three. Yay! The pup named Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo-Doo. We're on season three. So, I'm back with Mariah. Hi. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and we're on chapter 22 of our timeline. Now, this one is a little different. Um, they threw us on a loop here. There are two parts to this chapter, basically. So there's like a part one or a part A and a part B or a part two. So, um, we're gonna go through each part individually first. Like, go through part A, uh, talk about all the characters and everything that happened, and then we'll talk about part B. So there's basically two stories within this one chapter. Yeah, like two little mini-episodes. Yeah. In one. <laughs> I always say it's like Phineas and Ferb, because people understand that, right? Yeah, where it's like, yeah, they're shorter, but there's just two in the length of one episode, basically. So, our first part is Night of the Boogie Biker. So, this one starts out at the clubhouse in their treehouse. Did you see Scooby's doghouse at the bottom? Um, I didn't. But I didn't that, see that finally solidifies that they that the treehouse is in Shaggy's backyard. Oh, yeah, that's true. I just thought that was interesting. Wow. You're already catching more than me. <laughs> so, uh this episode, well, this part takes place mainly, well, yeah, the whole time. It was nighttime. It's at night, and Shaggy introduces the episode and just says that they're just chilling in their treehouse. He calls it their clubhouse, though. Yeah. Daphne's in her closet. Velma's on her computer. Shaggy's, of course, in the fridge looking for <laughs> snacks, and Fred is sketching out different culprits of... <laughs> Well, they're all really of red. Yeah. But. So this episode starts with Fred. He is trying to figure out what Red Herring did so that he can blame him. Yeah. Just on anything. He's like, there's, there's got to be something that he did. Yeah, he's very determined. He's sketching out different headshots. and like, I know you did it. I don't know what you did, but I know you did it. <laughs> He was like making a like wanted poster. Like Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah it was. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he's like going around and everyone like doesn't have like I I wanna say something's stolen, but like something's wrong with everyone and he's all oh it's red herring, I know it. And just everyone's problems is because of red herring. Yeah, and they're ridiculous problems. Like, <laughs> Scooby eats a slice of pizza, and Shaggy says, well, I guess that's where all the pizza went. And Fred's like, maybe Red did it. He just wants you to think that you ate it. Like, it was getting really ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, finally, Daphne is like, okay, okay. This, this has to stop. So she's like, okay, Fred, we're going to make a deal here. You can't suspect Red Herring of anything for 24 hours. I don't really know what he was going to get out of this, though. 
It was to break his bad habit of always oh, thinking okay. everything was red. So, yeah. It was just a good deed of her. So, yeah, so we go throughout this episode, or this part of the episode, he's trying not to blame Red Harry, pretty much, and he can't say his name, except he just keeps saying, you know who, and all this, so, but he, he did a pretty good job. He sweat a few times and got a red face, but he pushed through. Yeah. He still clearly wanted to accuse Red, but he held back. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah. So, did you have anything else for Fred before we got get to the end? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I literally have one thing for Daphne, and I already said it. <laughs> that she makes a deal with Fred. Yes. Oh, I also wrote that, actually, I can't say this one till the end, but we'll come back. Okay. I have another note for Daphne. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this stuff is, it's a shocker at the end. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you can predict. Where it's going. But, but. <laughs> it was an exciting moment. Uh, so my only note for Velma, too, is that she like doesn't believe who it is. She's like, I can't believe this. Because she puts all the oh, yeah. clues and information into her computer. And it like prints out who the culprit is. And she's like, what? No, this isn't right. Like, I can't believe it. Yes, I put that every single time they found the clue. And like all, like Fred, Daphne, Shaggy and Scooby would talk about it or discuss it. Velma was just quietly on her computer. Yeah. Putting information in. I also put, so towards the end, they... They raised the boogie biker. Have we mentioned the boogie biker yet? Well, it's in the title, so. Okay, well. <laughs> it's it's a boogie biker. Have we mentioned? We need to talk about what's. Basically, she, her and Scooby race the boogie biker, and she has her motorized skateboard again. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and she, it's with the, the mystery machine design. Yeah. Um, Scooby, and she's in her little helmet. <laughs> Does um, she have her face again? She she might have when they were racing, mm. but I I was writing notes down at that part, and then when it showed them again, because they, they don't even go, they let the big biker just go make a fool of himself, basically. <laughs> and they just sit there like, okay. <laughs> so, Shaggy introduces the episode. Um, and he doesn't believe Fred, like, can pull this off, can do it for 24 hours. He doesn't have faith in him. He's like, well, I mean, I kind of get it, Shaggy, because he's suspected you've been the criminal a handful of times already, so... Yeah. But I was like, okay, I get it, Shaggy, whatever. Yes. That's, that's all I have for Shaggy. <laughs> I didn't have much for Shaggy. Oh, I also put, um, at the end, him and Scooby put on earmuffs to drown out Fred's rambling about red herring. Yeah. Because he, they're just like, well, we're kind of sick of this, so. Yeah. So, Scooby, um, I noted he can tell time. I don't oh. know why I thought that was interesting. Maybe it's just because he's a dog, but, like, not a normal dog, clearly. 
but yeah, he can tell time, and because he tells Fred the time, so that like he can start the twenty four hours. Oh, that's right, because Fred was like, how much time is left? And Scooby calculates it for him, and Fred's like, this is going to be harder than I thought. Um, Scooby, they, like, don't, I mean, they kind of make a plan, but Scooby more or less runs into the boogie biker on accident, and that's how they catch him. So, good job, Scooby, you improvised. Yeah, he kind of just crashes into him. And then I put what you already said under Scooby, but that he hands Shaggy earmuffs. He's like, here you go. We don't have to listen to Fred. So that's all I had for the gang. It's kind of hard when it's super, super short. I had one more thing for Velma I forgot to mention. Oh. But at one point when they're running away from the boogie biker, all of them just jump into her arms. So she's holding the entire gang. And they're like, okay, let's go, Velma, let's run. And I just thought that was funny because I think there's another, like, in a different series that happens where they're all in Velma's arms. And she's like, I can't hold all of you. Well, so it happens in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And, you know, they just, it just, like, rolled with it, you know. They, she ran and ran with them all. But then they basically, in Be Cool Scooby-Doo, acknowledges it and is... So, like, when they do get in her arms, Velma, like, there's a whole episode about it, about, like, Velma, why is the smallest and weakest one holding all of us and trying to run? And so, like, eventually, she kind of, like, at the end of the episode, it just, like, drops them and is like, okay, peace out, I'm running myself, good luck. <laughs> yeah, that that must have been what it reminded me of, because I just thought that was funny. Yeah. But even... In this, when they're all kids, she's the youngest. She was just like, okay, I guess I'll hold you guys. <laughs> so, Red Herring is a big part of this episode. Yeah, I have one thing for him. <laughs> uh, he, like, they eventually run into Red Herring. And he, Red Herring's trying to, well, no. Or, yeah, blah, blah, blah. They run into Red Herring, and he tries to get Fred to like, break his bet. He's like, you can't do it. Come on, Fred, do it. Just suspect me of something. I probably did something. Yeah, he's like taunting him, yeah. trying to get him to break. That's all I had for Red, though, which, wow, go me. Well, once we talk about, like, yeah, we gotta get to the end. We're, we're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> so, we met Mrs. Hedda Herring, Red's aunt. Yes, she's the one that comes to the gang for help because her her bike is stolen. Yeah, and it's a very special bike. Yeah, it's like a chopper, they said. It's yeah. Like a motorcycle almost, but it's very beat up and old looking. and Run down and... and- the gang were like, someone stole that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but she is trying to get their attention from the their treehouse, and so she's, like, throwing rocks, you know, like you would do or whatever. Yeah. But every time she throws a rock, it gets bigger and bigger. I'm like, I'm surprised uh, the biggest one didn't break a hole through the floor. Yeah. 
And she's also, um, what's the word? Very like, like name calling and kind of mean, yeah. just like red. So it clearly runs in the family. They're just like, <laughs> she's like, hey, you twerps, help me find my bike, basically. She called them weenies, oh, like <laughs> red herring. <laughs> and oh, I all have to tell my mother that because she thinks it's funny whenever red says weenies. <laughs> Yeah, it clearly runs in the family, <laughs> the name calling. So it's interesting because she told them that she was going to hire them because they're the closest detective agency to her house. Yeah. So, like, it's interesting. She lives, I mean, it's it's not, like, uncommon, but I just thought it was interesting that, like, we found out her, that his aunt lives close to the gang, close to Red Herring, like... Yeah. Kind of within the same neighborhood-ish. So, oh, she says she'll pay the gang. Yes. I don't think we ever see her actually do it, but it was mentioned. Yeah, Fred even said they had low rates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we know his rates. 25 cents a day plus candy expenses. That's what it's always been. Uh, there's, well, my last note for her, we have to say at the end, once we talk about that, but did you have anything else? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we meet Winnie, Winnie Bogo, Bago? Winnie, Winnie Bago, I Bago. think. Uh, she is, uh, Mrs. Herring's neighbor, so she lives by... His aunt, she doesn't want her bike found. She's like, that thing is dangerous. And it's loud. It's annoying. She's like, I hate Heather's loud bike. And which, of course, makes the gang kind of suspect her a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, so you want it gone. And she's like, I would take it myself, but that thing's too dangerous. And then did you realize, like, when she's leaving off screen, she's like, well... I'm about to go hang gliding. Bye. Oh, I, did. I must have missed that. I was like, yeah, the bike is so dangerous <laughs> compared to what you do. <laughs> that, yeah, she's okay, <laughs> Winnie. Okay, so the villain is Boogie Biker. Uh, he's like a skeleton type thing. He's got a helmet. Yeah, he's got like a knight helmet, but he looks like a skeleton with like interesting but like you can't see his face yeah and he has red eyes and like a jacket and a cape yeah it's, it was an interesting design but uh he he had kind of a backstory that Hedda had raced him in a race and won and that's how she got the bike and so now she's like oh he's back because I won he's gonna he stole the bike back from me and whatever yeah she wanted that he wanted to get it back yeah the boogie biker <laughs> so the criminal I mean I'm sure you guys already know he's <laughs> none other than but like guys it happened <laughs> it's red herring <laughs> red herring was the behind the mask 
Yep, of course it would be the episode where Daphne challenges Fred to not accuse him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, he had good intentions, though. He wanted to spruce up her bike and, like, basically clean it up, tune it up, and whatever. And I think he said, like, because at one point we, like, see the upgraded bike and... It has one of those... Sidecars? Yeah, like a passenger seat thing. And I think he said that was so that she could pick up groceries easier. Yeah. So he wanted to clean it up nice and give her extra storage so she could use it to get groceries and stuff. And, uh, yeah, she he was trying to surprise her. Was it like her birthday or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was the day before her birthday, so... That's why when the gang was all, when it was hired, I guess, by his aunt, he even offers, he wants to help find the bike, basically. Mm. But he was also kind of taunting Fred, because obviously he knew where the bike was. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'll help you find it. So, yeah, it happened. <laughs> Red, oh, dang it. I mean, we could still have a movie where he comes back. Because, again, this was kind of still... He had good intentions. But... I'm just... Okay, I'm just surprised no one said anything. Was like, there's actually an episode where he is it. Apparently we all forgot this episode. Yeah, and then even Daphne at the end was like... She was all, oh, it's so sweet that Red wanted to fix his aunt's bike. And she was all like swooning and i was like mm -hmm. wow daphne is swooning over red i didn't think i'd ever see that yeah right <laughs> so okay um my last minute notes now that we revealed who and what um fred oh so fred even though it was red herring isn't the one that says it's red herring because he's still trying to go his 24 hours but then once it is revealed, he's like, I knew it all along. I'm like, hello, y'all need to listen to me. So, yeah. poor Fred didn't even get his moment. I don't think he'll ever recover from this. Yeah. I think he's going to go right back to suspecting Red for the rest of this series. And then Hedda, uh, like, obviously, once it's revealed and whatever, is all... Oh my goodness, thank you, and all that. But then she's all, now put it back in the garage. Like, get it back to where it was. Yeah, and Red just laughs and says, yep, that's Aunt Hedda. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I had a little note in my settings. Um, in Hedda's flashback, we learned about Devil's Canyon. I feel like we visit devil's canyon again sometime i don't know when or where or why but i just feel like we're gonna hear devil's canyon again we'll have so, to keep an eye yeah, for that need to put a sticky note somewhere to remind us um as far as timeline wise for this part of the episode uh this is technically the second time red has been the villain because we learned that Red Herring was ish their first case when yeah. they were little, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there's part one, part A of this episode. 
Now, everyone flip your tape around, flip the disc around to the yeah. other side to part side B. B. Side B, yep. This is the second part of this episode. <laughs> so, this part is called Dawn of the Spooky Shuttle Scare. Um, so, we are at the Coolsville Space Center for this episode. This one also takes place at night. Yeah, yeah, it was also at night. So, Shaggy introduces this part of the episode again. I thought that was interesting. I mean, I know there are two different stories, but I just thought it was interesting they had him still, like, introduce yeah, the episode. Yeah, he seems to usually be the narrator. Mm-hmm. So, Fred, while they're at the space station, of course, is like, oh, yes, this is our chance to see the Martians and find them and whatever. He just pulls that out from his National Exaggerator stories and theories. Yeah, he's he's the only one excited. Shaggy and Scooby are like, Martians? No way. Yeah. <laughs> and then at one point, uh, when they're like, about to run away from the ghost, <laughs> Fred's all, okay, I just gotta ask, are you red herring behind that mask? And, like, the ghost is like, no. And he's like, okay, cool, we're good. Everybody run. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if this episode he would make it a big deal or not, but that was the one time yeah. I noticed he even mentioned it. So yep. he just was like, I have to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had for Fred for this part. Um... I put that eventually um, Scooby gets this weird black substance on his fur, and Fred thinks it's contaminated alien juice. Oh, yeah. Which we learn later is, well, yeah, we learn is shoe polish. And then he also, so basically they're at the space shuttle because Velma has won for her experiment. It was chosen to go into space, and... Because of the ghost, the astronaut ghost that's scaring everyone, they have to cancel it. And so she's very sad about it. And Fred just keeps milking the whole Velma's canceled experiment. He's always, I mean, I don't think he's doing it on purpose, but he's just like, oh man, it's just too bad that Velma can't do her experiment. Mm -hmm. And then he'll be like, don't worry, we'll have to get it solved before time is up. And it's just, he's trying to help but you're really just making it worse. Yeah. <laughs> he tried. He attempted. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that the black stuff was shoe polish, because I thought it was going to be oil. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, because they mean, were right under the... Yeah. The, what's it called? Like, the blank. shuttle or something? Yeah, I'm blanking. It was right under the spaceship thing. And, like, I mean, it makes sense for the episode, but, like... I was just like, oh, that threw me off for a second. So, anyway, random side note. Um, I have one thing for Daphne, and it's that she has the Scooby and Shaggy snacks. Yeah, when Fred mentions that there's there might be Martians on the shuttle, Shaggy and Scooby are like, we ain't going on that. And then Daphne's like, well, would you go for a Scooby snack? And Scooby agrees, but Shaggy's like, no, no thank you. And she says, what about a Shaggy snack? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, okay. Um. um <laughs> I said, I'm at the same time. I also put for Daphne that 
because Fred keeps trying to console Velma but just making it worse. Daphne tells Fred, she's like, wow, you really know the right thing to say, don't you, Fred? And he's just like, yeah, I know, thank you. I'm. <laughs> it's, yeah, he said something like, it's a quality of mine or something. <laughs> yeah, and she's just generally sassy towards Fred the whole episode, yeah. which is nothing new, but... <laughs> <laughs> So, Velma, are you done with Daphne? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Velma, uh, this is definitely more of a Velma episode. Yes. Or part of the episode. Uh, so, again, like you said, we're here because her experiment got chosen to go up into the space shuttle. And she's been, like, wondering about this experiment, has been thinking about this experiment since she was a kid. And we get a little flashback of when she was super little and has a pile of scooby snacks and scooby comes out of the scooby snacks pile and she like has this idea i don't even remember what her experiment was her experiment was if scooby snacks will microwave in outer space oh, okay and apparently like right now is the prime time to do it if they wait it won't for some reason her calculations it wouldn't work again until 2048 47 oh sorry the year 2047 <laughs> so I so mean even she'd still be waiting yeah today. if she didn't get that's why it was so crucial that they solve this case as soon as possible mm -hmm. uh, she says her dreams will be shattered if they don't solve the mystery yeah. so like this is her peak as a kid yeah clearly <laughs> uh, that's all I had for her though um, I also, just as usual, she's, she's the one that unmasks the villain, which we'll learn oh. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that, but yes. So Shaggy introduces the episode, like I said. He gets a Shaggy snack. Do you have the Scooby Encyclopedia under the little table? Oh, and then, uh, him and Scooby have a debate on who is more scared. Because <laughs> they're like running and you know they keep going in front of each other and they're like no i'm more scared i gotta be in front and i just thought it was funny yeah they had a whole like argument about who's more scared and the ghost was like waiting for the finish yeah he was, like ahem and <laughs> yells at them and they run away uh that's all i had for shaggy um Mine's kind of for both Shaggy and Scooby, but when Velma is um, kind of talking about how sad she'll be if she can't do her experiment, they both agree to help solve the mystery for her because mm -hmm. they don't want her to be sad. Yes, I had that under Scooby. Um, but yeah, so they just really care about Velma. Yeah. Especially Scooby. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Scooby wants to go into space. He's like, comes with his astronaut outfit. He's like, I'm ready. Here we go. Yeah, he was like, I ain't ready. <laughs> but then they were like, oh, you're not going. The Scooby snacks are. So, that's all I have for Scooby, though. <laughs> I put, he uses a super sniffer to find a boot, which is a clue. Wasn't this one when his super sniffer was like a magnet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he takes off 
at the end he takes off the astronaut astronaut's boot and I think he throws it back at him or something and Shaggy makes a joke, You gave him the boot uh, yeah. and he la- Scooby laughs and says, I don't get it. Yep. So it's back to Scooby now. <laughs> Not getting it. So Red Herring gets mentioned, but we never see him, not even like a picture or something of him. Then we meet Mr. Sinclair, and he leads the gang up to the shuttle. I really didn't know what his role was. Maybe I just missed it. Yeah, I didn't even catch his name, so... Okay. Yeah, he, he was basically just like, let me take you to the shuttle so you can see your experiment going up to space and all that. We meet Billy Bob Joe Bob Harris. Yep. He's a <laughs> cowboy. He owns apparently a farm. But he, like, owns the land of where the shuttle is. Yeah. So I guess he must have sold. Well, I guess he if he owns it, he didn't sell it. But they, for some reason, built their space shuttle on his land. And he doesn't like it because it scares his cows, he said. Yeah. And so now he's had to resort to selling shuttle souvenirs. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Simon Simonson. Yes. Have you ever met someone with like a name like that? I haven't. Oh, you haven't? No. Um, shoot, there was a kid in my elementary. I'm trying to think what his name was. Ugh, I'd have to pull out the yearbook. But I've known some kids that have names like that. Oh, that's funny. And I'm like. Their parents did that to them, really. <laughs> like, you could have been a little more creative, but okay. No offense to them. <laughs> Poor Simon Simonson. So, he apparently sent in, like, an experiment, too, to be chosen to go up into space, which I'm a little, like, um... Yeah, why didn't ears get perked? But okay. <laughs> So he had anti-gravity boots, uh, but Velma's Scooby Snacks experiment got chosen over his, and he's like, oh, it's totally fine, and I'm so happy for you. I'll try it again in ten years. Yeah, and he's like, I'm just gonna go prepare it by polishing my shoes. And they're like, isn't that a little long, ten years? And he's like, time flies when you're polishing. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, this reminds me of the episode when Velma made the computer invention thing. Yeah, true. I mean, it was kind of a similar outcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had the news broadcaster again for a moment. He interrupted the episode to say that he can't believe who the villain was, who the criminal was. Yep, he's like, I can't believe it. (laughs) So, the villain is an astronaut ghost. He's, like, dressed, you know, like a astronaut outfit uh, but you can't see his face he has green eyes but then he also has like a cowboy hat a little cowboy jacket thing boots uh, like sheriff star and like a western accent too the mm-hmm. way he talks so they kind of suspected Billy Bob Joe Bob Harris yeah for a while <laughs> uh, and yeah so I mean, he was basically just chasing them around the station, the space station. And then it ended up being 
Simon Simonson. Yes, of course, he was jealous that Velma's experiment got picked over his, and he was like, if mine can't be tested, then neither can yours. He's probably jealous that she had a different name than her last name. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the real motive. He was <laughs> jealous about that. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was a similar, again, yeah, a similar story to The Computer Walks Among Us. Um... So that's that part of the episode. I can ask you for this one. Couldn't ask you for the last one because, again, a red herring's motive wasn't very villainous. Um, but do you think Simon Simonson would come back? You'd have to wait ten years, apparently. <laughs> um, for this one, I think I think I could see him coming back because. Again, his motive was kind of, like, revenge. Yeah. And some people just will do anything to get their revenge. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I could see him coming back for Velma in the in the future. Maybe he wants to outsmart her. Yeah, true. Or just flat out make sure she doesn't win, even if he doesn't. So, yeah. So, okay, I actually have... A timeline connection for this part. Um, we will see in the next series that we do in What's New Scooby Doo. It's actually the second episode, I believe. But Velma will once again submit an experiment, be chosen to go up in space, get chosen. And so then we have another space station mystery, and obviously she has to stop the shenanigans going on so that her experiment can go up into space so we will have another similar episode very shortly honestly (laughs) we're almost we're almost there because this uh season of a pup named scooby-doo is we only have five episodes left of a pup named scooby-doo my other note um we will see shaggy snacks again but in like a homemade version so in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, uh, there is a point where Daphne makes shaggy, shaggy snacks. Um, and this is a creation of a pot pie with pizza crust, anchovies, pepperoni, cherries, and a super thick chocolate sauce. Wow. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the shaggy snacks were in this episode but uh we will see again more more or less like a homemade version of it yeah whatever she had on hand i guess you can just call whatever a scooby or shaggy snack and (laughs) get away with it sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's that's the episode that's our two two parter episode i believe there's one or two more that are gonna be like this. There's one I know that actually has three stories in one episode. Oh, wow. So yeah, they're getting crazy for this last season. This is given Okay. <laughs> All the you know, last minute stories before they grow up. So yeah, like I said, we have five episodes left. Then we'll make it to our first movie and then to our next series where we've almost made it through a pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> So, 
If you would like to get in contact with the podcast, chat about the timeline so far, or any questions, or anything we can do or don't do, you can email us at sdlegendpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at sdlegendpodcast. If you'd like to get in contact with me personally, you can find me on Twitter at jazz820, or on Instagram, I'm at smash underscore blogs. I also have a YouTube channel where I do other types of content, plus obviously Scooby-Doo content, and that is smash. It is lowercase sm, all uppercase ash. If you search Ashton Hardy, it should be one of the first ones that pop up. And that's going to do it for this episode. We've made it to season three. We're on our third book of the timeline. Whoa. <laughs> We're getting through this. We will get through a pup named Scooby-Doo in our first year. Woo! Yay! <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>